Well, praise God. God is so good. We are on a series this month on Jesus is. Amen. And we're talking about Jesus and it's all leading up to uh, Easter time. And, and it's all about Jesus, isn't it? And I'm telling you, Jesus is the answer. Amen. And he's the answer to every problem, every human need. Let's look at our, our foundational scripture that we've been going with all month. It's in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 and 2. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul, and he's ministering. He says, uh, you remember, friends, that when I first came to you to let you know, uh, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches or the latest philosophy. So Paul wasn't really trying to, you know, uh, be this great orator. And matter of fact... Paul really wasn't this really awesome orator. He was an awesome writer. But uh, really, he moved in the power of the Spirit. And I'm going to say this to you, that God is with us, and he wants us operating not just by speaking words of faith, but operating in the power of our words. Do you believe that today? And so he says here, I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First, Jesus, who he is. Then Jesus and what he did. And Jesus crucified. Amen. And so, so basically we're talking about Jesus and I think a lot of times we have a preconceived idea of what Jesus is by the movies and the portraits and the paintings. But hopefully in this series you'll get a greater revelation of who Jesus is and, you will, and, and that greater revelation will bring more faith into your equation because the greatest thing that we possess besides our salvation is faith. Amen? Do you believe that today? And so, so Jesus is awesome. In the first week, uh, we talked about that Jesus is our best friend. And we talked about how Jesus, you know, before he entered into his public ministry for three years, he lived a life down here for 30 years. And uh, he lived a normal, regular life. Amen. He, he was just a normal, average, everyday person. Amen. And he struggled with the same struggles that we struggle with today. Amen. So, so, so Jesus can relate to our weaknesses. Do you believe that today? And, and it talks about in Hebrews how he was made just like us. In Hebrews 2, 17, 18, he was made just like us so that he could be uh, our high priest. Amen. He, he suffered and he was tempted. Amen. So he, so Jesus became like us. He laid down his glory. Why? So that we can become like him. Amen. Can I say that again? I know that sometimes I repeat what I say, but you need to get it on the inside of you. God wants to raise us up on a higher level. Amen. And the devil always is trying to bring us down in a lower level. I like what Peter said. Peter said in 2 Peter 1.4, it says here, which, um, uh, which he has been given to us exceedingly great precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I'm going to say this to you today. You have a divine nature. Amen. Amen. Say, I believe that. You got God on the inside of you, and the greater one abides in you. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation of that, that the greater one abides in us. And so, so Jesus became a man so that, so that he could walk this life and be like us, but he was resurrected so we can be like him. 
You know, in John it says that when we see him, 1 John 3, 2 says, when we see Jesus face to face, we will be just like him. Ooh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? What is the enemy trying to do? The enemy is trying to get us to look at all our flaws, trying to get us to look at all our shortcomings, trying to get us to look at that. No, no, no. Look at who you are in Christ. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? We need to get a revelation of who we are in Christ. Last week we talked about that Jesus is the miracle worker. How many people could, could stand to, uh, to, to have a miracle in their life? How many people could stand to have their house paid off? Maybe you already have it done. But <laughs> how many people could stand to have that disease that's been attacking your body wiped out in a millisecond? Jesus can do it. Amen? Listen, Jesus is not... The, 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 the God of I was, and he's not a God of I will be. He's the God of I am. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you know what? Miracles have not passed away with the apostles. Some people teach that. Some churches believe that Jesus, that, that, the, that, that, that the miracle drug is aspirin. No, it's Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Aspirin can help you out every once in a while. You know, I like my cherry Coke and my aspirin every once in a while to add with my faith. Glory to God. But I'm telling you, Jesus, is the, his name is above every name. And it's above every disease. It's above every weakness. you got to get Jesus in your equation. Amen? So we got to get a revelation of that. So today I want to talk to you about, about Jesus uh, being our shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. We got to get a revelation of that, that Jesus wants to take care of us. We got to get a revelation. So in John 10, 10, let's look at that. We're going to look at John 10, 10 and through 11. And, and it, 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 this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and of course I have a lot of favorites, and, and I love this, it, it, this is Jesus, he's saying it's the thief that does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy, but Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, and that you may have it more abundantly, and then, you know, so, so, so we see here, that's the dividing line of the Bible, that the devil, all he does is bring bad into our life, and Jesus, all he does is bring good into our life. And Jesus wants us walking, no matter what it looks like. I'm going to say this. No matter what the circumstances are saying to you, you still can live above the circumstances. You don't have to allow it to affect your attitude. In other words, we need to get a revelation that, 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 that God is bigger than those things that we're dealing with. And those things that we're dealing with that may be hindering us are temporary. What am I saying to you today? They're subject to change. Your body's subject to change. Your relationships are subject to change for the better. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Your financial situation is subject to change. Abundance. That's what Jesus wants us walking in. Abundance. 
He wants us walking in the abundant life. And what I think the abundant life is, is not just having more stuff. Can I talk to you this morning? Because sometimes we think if we have more stuff, oh, great. No, you just got more stuff to take care of. Sometimes more stuff may not be what you need. What you need is, how many people might need some more peace in here today? How many people might need some more joy in here today? I don't know about you, but I want more peace. I want, that's the kingdom benefits. And when you get in, in, in the presence of the almighty God, when you get in the presence of Jesus, he's going to bring you some peace and he's going to bring you some joy. And if you walk in that glory to God, you don't need the stuff. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Because a lot of us think if we just have more stuff, I, I, I'm telling you, we got so many toys in our house. And I just, I just, I just discovered, I just discovered offer up. And, you know, you can just offer stuff up. We, man, my gosh, God has always given us witty ideas. Can I just, you know, we, Yen and I were, we went by a house and we saw this vanity and all, and somebody was telling me, you can offer up stuff on offer up. And um, I saw a vanity. All I thought was I could offer that up on offer up. And so I said, Yen, help me out. So we took, and, and it was, on the side, it looked, it looked like they were giving away. And I was making sure. I said, it was out by the road. And I said, is somebody giving this away? And, and a lady that was walking by said, yeah, they had a sign on that for three days trying to give it away. And I said, okay, well, I guess we'll take it. So we took it. We took a picture of it. And we ended up selling it for $40 in six days. Offer up. Man, I could, just, I could just be a poster boy for offer up. Amen? So what am I saying? I'm saying that God is so good. He wants us walking in the abundant life. He wants us that. You know, I, I see treasure in trash. In other words, sometimes the devil, yeah. So, yeah I, can, I give, can I give a shout out to Bill? I was, we were having a breakfast, a men's breakfast, and he was telling me about offer up. And I thought, you know what, that's a good, you know, you can learn stuff at, at the breakfast. I found out there's a place that you can go online and get free streaming TV. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Just by fellowshipping. Well, let's just continue on. Amen. But, but I'm telling you, God is so good. He wants us walk in the abundant life. And Jesus wants to be our shepherd amen and I love it it says here in verse 11 it says Jesus said I am the good shepherd I love that I am the good shepherd that gives his life for the sheep amen so Jesus is the good shepherd he's not the bad shepherd and you know it's interesting that a, a, another word for shepherd is pastor so, so, so that's really interesting so it, 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 in the New Testament a shepherd is a pastor and you need to make Jesus of course I'm uh, your pastor I'm I'm considered the under shepherd but Jesus is considered the chief shepherd so make Jesus your pastor he wants to guide you and lead you into all truth and and and, and we think about the church and, and, and as it as it relates to Jesus and uh, the, there, there's different metaphors of the church and, and one metaphor is that that the church is considered to be a family we're not just an institution that sounds kind of dead we're we're, we're not we're, we're we're not just a, a, a body that that's 
that's a, a corporation. No, no, we're a family. I love that. When you get saved, you are brought into the family of God. I mean, I was just thinking about that, that when I got saved that night, on a Sunday night, I went to church, and uh, I didn't know why I was going to church. I just felt led just to go to church. And I came at the end of the service, and, I, and the Holy Spirit prompted me, raised my hand up, because I didn't know why I was, you know, they said, if you want to receive Jesus, and the Holy Spirit raised it up, because it just went up automatically. I had a lot of people praying for me. And, uh, and, so, and so I got saved. And I remember when I, I got water baptized, and I came out of that water. I felt the love of God over me. And, I, and it was over above the balcony looking down at the people. And they were watching, people, they were watching us get water baptized. Some of them were, some of them weren't. And they were hugging each other, and they were loving on each other. And, and the revelation I got was at first that God loves me and he accepts me. I want to say this to you today. God loves you. And he accepts you. You're accepted in God. No matter, how, no matter what weaknesses you're going through, God loves you and he accepts you. And you are in the family. And I got the revelation that I was in a new family. Glory to God. That's a great revelation. Because some of you came out of some hard families. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But you are in a new family. Family, amen? Another metaphor for the church is that we are a fellowship. And what is a fellowship? That's two fellows in a ship. No, no, that's... Uh, fellowship... Oh, man. Fellowship, it, 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 that means that we're walking in unity with one another. That we're in unity and harmony with one another. And that's powerful. The enemy's always trying to bring division in a relationship... But, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. And then another, uh, 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 another way of, uh, of looking at uh, us is that we are the body of Christ. We are part of the body. Amen? And I'm going to say this, that the body, every part of your body has a function. And I'm telling you, every part is important. You may not think that your baby toe is important until you heard it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Some of you might be the baby toe in the body of Christ, but it's important. Glory to God. And when you hurt your toe, you know it's important. And I'm going to say this, that you are important in the body of Christ. And that's the reason why we have, you know, these classes, because we want you to get into a place where you know where you fit into the body so that, that you can walk out that perfect place that God wants you to walk out in the body. Do you believe that today? And so today I want to focus to you that we are the flock. Amen. We are a flock. Amen. Uh, of God. And, and, and so we, we, we are sheep. Somebody say, I'm a sheep. Somebody say, I'm a sheep. No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm a sheep. Glory to God. And, uh, and, and, and I, I'm a pastor. Glory to God. And so, and so. Here, and, but I'm still a sheep too, amen? And in Psalms 100, verse 3, it says this, uh, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. 
Glory to God. So, so, I, so that's, that's, that's wonderful. So, so we, we need to understand this, that, that, that we are the sheep of God's pastor. we got to get a revelation. Jesus is not just our shepherd. He's our pastor. We need, to, we need to understand that Jesus wants to nurture us and bless us. And, and he wants to lead us into greener pastures. Amen. I, I like what it says in 1 Peter 5, 2, and 4. This kind of marriage, marriages, oh, this kind of brings together, let me put it that way, uh, the, the natural pastor in me and Jesus being the chief pastor. It says here in 1 Peter 5, 2, and 4, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. And this is Peter talking to pastors. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not out of compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Amen. So we see this, that, that, that Jesus is the chief shepherd and that I'm the under-shepherd, and thank God that you know that as I'm called to pastor, that someday I will get the crown that does not fade away. Amen. And so we need to look at this, and, and I want to focus on Psalms 23. This is one of my favorite psalms uh, in the book of Psalms. And this is a, a, a wonderful psalm. Any, does anybody ever read Psalms 23? You hear it sometimes in funerals. And, uh, but I'm telling you, when I'm, when I'm going through a struggle or when I'm going through stress, or when I, does anybody ever deal with any stress in the house today? And I'm telling you, I need some word to build me up. I need something to strengthen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Let's go to Psalms 23. And uh, let's put that up, glory to God. And I want everybody to read this out loud. Oh, man, I'm, I got you. Man, I got you preaching today. I want you to read this out loud because, you know, it's something good. It's good to speak the word out of your mouth. Can I say that again? There's something about confessing God's promises out of our mouth. See, listen, let me give you a clue today. When the enemy starts bombarding your mind with negativity, anybody know what I'm talking about here? When the enemy bombards your mind with negative thoughts, you can arrest those negative thoughts by speaking a positive word out of your mouth. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, if the enemy says that you're not going to make it, he's a liar, you're going to make it big. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Whatever the enemy's saying, he already knows you're on track to make it big. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? When the enemy tries to come against you, you speak, you know, you speak what God says that you are. Let's look at, let's look at Psalms 23. And let's just say this together, and I'm going to read it back here, amen. Uh, let's do it now. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down, green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness 
for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me, presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Let's try that one more time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that wasn't too on sync, but I think we did good. Amen. You did good. Pat yourself on the back. You did good. So, so we're going to talk about some key elements of the shepherd this morning. And, and, and really what, what Jesus as our shepherd, um, what it means to us. Amen. Uh, the first part is the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Amen. And, I, and sometimes I think we deal with fears because we, we, we feel like we, we were missing some things in our life. You know what I'm talking about. And when the enemy is trying to put pressure on us that we don't have all that we were believing God for, uh, what we need to do is we need to start standing on the scripture that the Lord is our shepherd. I would even say it myself out loud. I would say, Lord, you're my shepherd and I shall not lack for any good thing. Let's look at that scripture uh, in Psalms 34.10. It says here, the young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Think about that. When I read that, I think about, he says the young lions, he says the young lions lack and suffer hunger. And when I, I get the revelation that sometimes we can be likened to, and, and young lions are, are spry, they're strong, you know, they're not old lions, they're young lions, they, they have vitality. And sometimes we're trying to make this Christian life work in our own power. We're just trying to make our life work in our own, uh, in our own smarts. We, 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 we're, we're, we're trying to make it work. But, but it says here, but they that seek the Lord. Somebody say, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Amen. Show not lack any good thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, that, that really uh, seeking the Lord is connected to what Jesus talked about when he was talking about not having a love for money. And he said, you know, you can't serve, uh, you can't serve God and money uh, in uh, Matthew 6. And then he talks about that people are, are constantly, the world is constantly thinking about their needs. And he said what to wear and all that, what to, what to eat. And, 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 and we don't need to have that on our mind all the time. We don't need to have our needs on our mind all the time. And so he says here in Matthew 6, 31 to 33, it says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you, you need all these things. And then he says, But first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So I'm going to say this, that, that that's connected to the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord, amen, shall have no want of any good thing. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? And so we need to get a revelation of that because I think the enemy is constantly trying to make us feel lack in our life. In Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God shall supply some of your needs. That's right, all your needs. So my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So as we seek God and we seek his righteousness, in other words, his way of doing things, and as we seek him by putting him first place, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Am I saying put God first place? Am I saying put God first place? I'm saying put God first in every area of your life. I'm telling you, I was, I was praying through some things, dealing with some issues, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and he said, keep your eyes on me. I'm telling you, I love a rhema word from God. And sometimes he'll give you a rhema word before you encounter the problem. In other words, he may give you a word three or four days before the problem comes. And, you know, and, and keep your eyes on me. And then all of a sudden you hit a problem. And you said, didn't the Lord just say three days ago, keep your eyes on me? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Why? Because he wants to shepherd you. He wants to reveal some truth to you. Amen? I, I'm telling you, God is an awesome God. He's always and I'm directing and leading us. Amen? And, and number two, the shepherd restores. Number one, the shepherd provides. And number two, the shepherd restores. Glory to God. Psalms 23, 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Glory to God. I love this. And it says that he makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. He restoreth your soul. Amen. And so and it's interesting the way David wrote that, that, that it says that, that God makes you. Lie down. Why? Because we always, we're tr always trying to do something. Amen. We're always trying to stay busy. We're always trying to get the list done. We're always trying to, are you listening, are any list people out here, any people are running Mach 5 with your hair on fire, always trying to do something, keep busy, keep busy, keep busy. But every once in a while, we need to wait upon the Lord. Every once in a while, we need to wait in his presence. When your life is not going well, when things are going topsy-turvy, you need to spend some time in God's presence. You need, we need to spend some time. He, he wants us to spend some time, you know, in his presence. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. It even says that the young man will get tired. But they that wait upon the Lord. Amen? So Jesus, listen, Jesus restores us. And, and, and that word restore, it means to bring back to where you missed it. Amen? It means to, to, to bring back to original state. So he wants to restore us. Amen. He wants to bring us back to 
original state. And what's the original state of man? Listen, Adam and Eve fell, and when he, they fell, shame came in to, to the equation of the human race. A grief came in. Sorrow came in. And we're not, as Christians, we're not supposed to be, uh, I know we're going to have grief every once in a while, but we don't need to be living in it. I know there were, there's going to be some days where we're going to have some sorrow, but we can't stay in that. No, we got to keep our eyes, keep your eyes on the Lord. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.